Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 209. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit tikibartshirtclub.com. This podcast is sponsored by Frogtown Brewery, an independent craft brewery and tap room located in Northeast Los Angeles. Stop in and enjoy one of their excellent beers from their ever-changing, diverse menu. Tell them that Inside the Desert Oasis Room sent you and get your first pint on us. Limitations apply. For more information, go to frogtownbrewery.com and follow them on social media at Frogtown Brewery. On this episode, we chat with our friends Los Pacalolos. Los Pacalolos is a surf music band from right here in the Inland Empire and have just released their new album, Lolo A Go Go. Hear about how they started the band during the pandemic, their songwriting process, their musical influences, and more. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you'd like to follow our adventures, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash polynesianpop, where we chronicle events, bars, travel spots, cocktail tutorials, and more. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash polynesianpop, where membership grants you early access to podcasts and videos, front-of-the-line privileges to new merch releases like tiki mugs and apparel, as well as exclusive content, meetups, and screen credits. All righty, let's get into this. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room. And give it up for my friends, Los Pacalolos. make the butter with like a butter, butter paprika mm. uh, salt and pepper and lemon juice mm. that's that mix and then I pretty much just eyeball it like you know myself once now. it's done I, I've done it enough oh yeah let's do it phantasm punch cheers fellas cheers Hello. thanks for cheers. being on the podcast thanks, thanks for having, having us for our listeners out there you probably already know from the title We've got our friends Los Pacalolos in the house, inside the desert oasis room. I think this is the first time here for everybody, right? Oh, first yeah. timers. Honor. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited to have you. So appreciate you guys coming. Appreciate being here. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us. So it's crazy. Like, I feel like I've known you guys for longer <laughs> than I have. I think I've only known you for 
three months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Where we've yeah, right? started really talking. To so, you know, kind of what's weird is that I didn't really know your music, right? I kind of, I knew the name, but I didn't really know your music. Mm-hmm. It was one night, like Milo was drunk at Oasis mm-hmm. and he was Sounds like, right. as, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, as he Doesn't should that be. sound right? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, hey, Adrian, what's up? And, and I was like, who's this dude again? And uh, and then I remembered, oh yeah 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 okay, Los Pacalolos, so, and I thought I gotta get those guys to play my next a Law Sunday because yeah. I do a Law Sunday yeah. at, at Frog Frogtown, Town, right? right? And um, and so I reached out to Milo, and you guys came out, and and man, I was freaking blown away. <laughs> I was I was so shocked because how horrible it's. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I was like. I was like, holy shit, these guys fucking rock. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. I was blown away, and I thought, like, where have these guys been? Like, you guys are kind of a newish band? Yeah, three years. Three years. Going on three years, yeah. Yeah, how did that that get started? Did you guys already know each other, or did you guys meet when you formed the band? Yeah, uh, we played in different bands, but same shows with each other for a couple years, right? In yeah. the like psychobilly shows actually, psychobilly punk. And oh psychobilly, punk, yeah, punk shows, and um, um, that's how we met. That's how we met him. Mm-hmm. Just same rehearsal spots, and we were just all, He's pointing at my always find our, finding He's ourselves together. JB. Oh, John. Yeah, yeah, JB, because we were in the same band. Yeah, he was oh, okay. all right, my all right. drummer from a previous band, which was like a punk rock. Uh, they had an upright bass player <laughs> with too. an upright bass, so yeah. kind of psychobilly. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I guess more on the punk side, and then he was in a psychobilly band and a rockabilly band. Yeah. That we shared uh, rehearsal space with and stuff and shows, so yeah, I don't know. That's how we met. I even then, if you would have told us that we were going to be in a band with the we three of us, we'd never believe yeah, like, So back then, you guys were just friends, like at shows, you'd see each other behind the curtain or something, right? Interchanging. Yeah. When bands would change from one one act to the next. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And so, how did this end up being Los Pacalolos? So I had um, just, I had seen JB, you know, just from playing with him. I had seen him rocking out one day and I was like, man, this guy can probably play some surf he guitar. Rips, dude. Yeah. And I was like, man, he, he can rips, do it. He can do know? it. So then I had asked him one time we, uh, we were just at a concert or something. And I asked, I was like, Hey man, we should start something yeah, surf. The one in, it's when they had that, uh, steady 45s. No. Oh yeah, it was, it was the steady 45s at, uh, um, you brought it Santa up Anna. the first time when I played, excuse me. But uh, what was it? Um, when I was playing with Rhythm Reactors, but it was at that show in downtown Riverside. Remember? Um, it was right there next to uh, the Quakes. No, no, no. Oh no! It was like a Halloween thing, or it was like a. Oh, that's right. That's remember? right. That's yeah, right. It was the Day of the Dead Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Day of the Dead. And festival. then I remember you told me, "Life, well, you know, um, what do you think about like surf music?" And that's when you showed me the Master Chumps too, and then. Uh, yeah, then like how John said, it was at the Steady Forty Five show that um, where I so brought you guys it back up. Playing surf music at all before? At no. all? Yeah, not at all. Not even thinking. What made about you it. think of surf music then? Uh, I, it was just me. I just I really like surf. I've been all a right. big fan of surf for a while. So and I mean, it's always been in my catalog. I mean, you know, because I come from the old school background. I like right. blues, country, uh, gospel, uh, everything. You know, and uh, obviously you hear the ventures and everything. But it wasn't until when the Stray Cats released the 40th album, because that's a big influence, Brian Setzer, obviously. But um, when they released the 40th album of the Stray Cats, and there's a song called Desperado, 
And to be honest with you, at that time I was burned out on the rockabilly. Uh, the psychobilly band was, uh, you know, it was losing gas, you know. And you just get burned out on rockabilly. And then once I heard that song, I was like, dude, that's cool because it's rockabilly, but it has a surf sound. Right. That's the sound that I want to try to. He's like, maybe I can do that. Yeah, no, seriously, because then Milo over here showed me uh, the Messer Chumps. And I mean, I heard him before, you know, cruising on the coast, having that playlist, you know. But uh, he's the one that introduced the Messer Chumps. And then hearing them, that's when I was like, cool, you know, you got to start a band or something. That's the thing about music, right? About being creative. Yeah. So even as like, Music is being creative, right? It, it, you're creating new music, like it's like art, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. some sort of and art form. And you yeah. have to, you have to keep it interesting. Yeah. Or you get bored. You get burned out. You get, burned out. Yeah. You get like you do it for man, the wrong reasons a lot of times. That's why a lot of these guys leave bands because they they feel like they are not being creative anymore and they want to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I want to do other music, but the band doesn't want to do that music. And yeah. yeah, exactly. So they break away and do other stuff. Or they stuff. have like five or six bands, you know, working, you know. Right. You know. Are you guys playing with other bands still? Are you playing with your old band still? Not me. I have a, another band that I do play with. Okay. Uh, Resist and Exists, and they're like a punk band. And Okay. So I still play in that world so I was curious like how that went because when you started playing together as Los Pacalolos did you guys just say goodbye to the other bands or was, um, it, was it timing to where like things were not were not happening with the other bands yeah I, I, I mean like with, with the rockabilly band with me it's just uh, people weren't throwing in the same commitment I guess you can say than other people were right and uh, it just kind of died out and um with the psychobilly band same thing you know everyone had different uh or things on their mind what they wanted to do you know like uh the drummer roman you know if it wasn't for that guy man oh man he opened my eyes you know uh with uh, guitar amplifiers etc you know but then it just died out you know and uh obviously knowing them always just hanging out and everything. I knew they can play. I knew, I knew Milo over here can keep a good beat, so why not just try it out? That's about it, man. Just keep and, the beat. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. When we first started practicing, because, you know, you work with so many different... We all did so many different uh, musicians of different calibers, you know? But... Uh, it was rough. It the was first time rough, I'm not going to lie. You know, oh, really? I yeah. never played bass. I, I, I like, ended my other band, other band playing bro. bass, like, mm-hmm. for a couple months, really. And I started playing bass just for this band, so like I had to learn how to do that, oh. and then kind of like go back and restudy kind of the music. I mean, I like that stuff, but uh, wait, so you didn't play bass in your last band? I, I did for like the last couple months. He okay. played a guitar and he sang. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm oh, he's, really? got, he's got yeah. some pipes on him, dude. No, so I don't know. Hey, sing that's, song. Yeah, that's why don't you sing us a tune? There. That's a huge change. <laughs> he clears his throat. Yeah, from, go from playing guitar and singing to being a bass guy. Yeah, totally. So those like, are uh, two. So he had just different roles. He had just picked up a, a bass, and he had asked me, "Hey, do you know a bass With player?" With money I, like, I didn't have, he had just got yeah. a bass. I was like, "John, I'm sure he's willing to play it." Yeah. So it you're worked. not the first one that I know that's done that. I knew a guy that he played guitar in a bunch of different bands, mm-hmm. and then the band that he's been in for like the past ten years, he's been the bass player. And, and he said that he had to learn and transition yeah. and all that stuff and yeah. which just goes to say like and it's kind of my motto is like uh if you want to do it you'll do it like yeah i'll fit in however i uh, the first bands i was in i was a drummer so like i started off playing drums 
Oh, damn. Because nobody played drums. So I was like, I'll learn how to play drums. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, I was a drummer for a few years. And then my roots were guitar. Then I started my own projects. And then, yeah, these guys need a bass player. I'm freaking down, dude. I could do it. You know what I mean? So. So what was that? Speaking of then, that transition, not just the transition of the instruments, but the music. What was the learning curve for going from rockabilly or psychobilly or punk to surf? You wouldn't believe it if I told you. <laughs> but I'm going to tell Jack, you. Tell them. <laughs> this whole thing has been the most organic, natural thing oh, I love it. we've ever done. Yeah. Like, and, and that's what's kept us here. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. I think in his other previous projects, he might have been a little more restricted on his uh, ability. So he gets, he runs free, dude. He's right. like right. a horse on an open ranch, dude. He's just going for it. Black and, uh, <laughs> and that's when he's at his best, right? And yeah, then, of course, uh, yeah. And right? me, I love to compose stuff. So I hear something good and I like to build yeah. for it. Like, that just comes natural Arranging, to me. Yeah. Uh, and the bass is new to me and like uh, it is art for me like you know it's the equivalent of knowing how to paint so it's, it's like, creating something yeah, from nothing yeah exactly right? so like i do this podcast and between the podcast and the vlogs i'm at close to 400 episodes wow congrats and that all came from nothing yeah, and it's 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 a great feeling to be you know like this particular episode you know we're gonna when we we finish recording this and it gets all edited and i back it with some of your music probably oh yeah which i I can have permission to use that 100 percent. we're gonna have to charge you Uh, (laughs) i need a license play license (laughs) but you know like once you assemble the whole thing and you you throw it out there you know now it doesn't belong to you yeah yeah it belongs to the audience now right your audience and and what a thing to learn what a feeling to learn right and then yeah. and then when people give you accolades for something you've created yeah bro, it feels so it's good it's great knowing that you created something and people enjoy it that's what yeah. brings me a lot of joy man. Or, yeah. or to be able to see it through like nobody else from the thought to the final product is like that's a fulfillment enough and then for people to enjoy it and you know move it and grow oh, into yeah, it that's man. amazing dude just you, I, we played one of your events, uh, yeah. the Aloha Sundays, and uh, you brought a good crowd. I, yeah, the, I, I yeah, those yeah, those events we create from scratch too. That's amazing, you know? dude. Yeah, we do those from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's work behind it, but there's satisfaction when the when, work is done. Yeah, when it's all done, and everyone's having a good time, everyone's enjoying it, and, and then you know, you're like, yeah, I made that. You know, I yeah. I made that. Hell yeah. But, you know, like speaking to that creative process and coming up with music, that's got to be tough sometimes, right? Yeah. Is there a formula? I mean, like people that write pop songs, Mm. there's a formula. Right. right. (laughs) Or jingles or any kind of music. Well, there's a whole, there's the intro, first verse, second verse, chorus, bridge, Mm -hmm. third verse, chorus. There's a template. And then outlet, right? Or out. Outro. Yeah, outro, like there's the whole, there's a template, yeah. and then they just and then they just write each piece, yeah. and then they kind fill of fill it in, right? Mash, mash it together, mm-hmm. right? So, is it the same for you guys, or how are you guys writing your music? Because it's like it's it's true to the genre, and it's so that's the thing. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, so that, here's the thing. Wait, I was yeah, shocking like, for I'm me. Here, what? Here, like, so what here's here? the thing. So like, you see that movie? That thing you do. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, big we, inspiration. We, we quote it all the time. Over here, we quote it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Del Paxton. Yeah. Great, Del Paxton. <laughs> I later learned that Del Paxton ain't a real dude. I know. I thought he was real because I bought it, right? And here's the thing. Ty, uh, band, Bill Cobbs, that's right. the actor. Yeah. And, and the, the music that was written for that movie, yeah. not only was it period correct, it sounds like it could have been a hit. Like it does Yo, sound it like it. It was a hit record for right? sure. Like yeah, hit yeah. Record. yeah. So right? listen to it. Yeah. So that's the thing is that, so tell me your process. I, like how do you guys come up with the songs that you play and how do you get it to where it just sounds authentic? Uh, I think it's intention. Our intention is to to play proper surf, but we don't know any other way but our own way. Yeah, exactly. And we're very lucky that it comes in and out the way it does. But, does it come uh, easy or does it? Sometimes it does. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I hear uh, these stories of like yeah. songs being written in Uh, I mean, honestly, I feel like the best songs write themselves. Uh, A a song we wrote recently and uh, dedicated to uh, JB Sneeze, Aurora, he went inside the house for a second. It was just him and I. I just, my, I, the song played itself, dude. I was just trying to catch up. Because I remember too, it was before he showed up and I was actually, uh, my family was going through uh, some tough times at that moment. And uh, it's crazy though, man, when, uh, you know, your feelings come out in your music depending on if you're sad or blue. That's why I, right. love, that's why I love the blues so it's all, much, man. I love the blues. It's all so, energy, yeah. Uh, Muddy Waters, Robert Johnson, uh, Lightning like Hopkins. You know? You're talking real deal blues, yeah, like, <laughs> like old slave blues. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, but you know what? We're even, going down. Even some of those... Uh, like uh, I love blues music. Uh, those uh, uh, spiritual hums and stuff. I don't want to get you know, but uh, the 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 hums and stuff, man. You hear the rhythm. Yeah. And that's one thing I learned as a kid too, because my grandpa used to listen to Elvis a lot too. Well, so it comes from the soul. That's that's it's yeah. it's energy. It's feeling. Blues, yeah. It's like, yeah. how you feel when you're writing that song or even playing it. You know, yeah. if, if you're not oh. playing good, yeah. it's how you feel. You know, there's something. You know, Cause off you with hear, you. Right? You can hear when a musician yeah. is playing without any soul, man. Because I remember my brother's friend, he mm. had a, a buddy that played guitar. But he only uh, played with shape music. Uh-huh. You know? I don't know how to read shape music. I only learn how to play by ear. Okay. So, but when he would play, it would just sound like you don't believe it. It's like when somebody lies to you. Right, you know? yeah. Like you don't believe it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> No, for real. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. weird. You know, it's hard to explain it, but, you know. Well, it's the same thing. The example that I can think of for yeah. myself is when I watch a movie, yeah. there's sometimes there's always the same formula to a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Talk about formula like a pop song, right? Yeah. But there's always the, you know, boy meets girl, you know, like under happenstance. Yeah. And then yeah. there's the uncomfortable, like, you know. All the tropes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole, like, the whole dance of mating, right? Yeah. And then, like, there's a misunderstanding, and now, like, she's not talking to him. <laughs> and, then and then he they, chases yeah. her around with the whole, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Dude, how come you're not writing fucking movies? <laughs> <laughs> you just, you recognize. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing, like, if you look at a Disney movie, 
the Disney every Disney movie has the same formula. Yeah, there's only it, one parent. They yeah. even recycled mm-hmm. the it's animation. Usually, like early one parent. On there's or the or the there's one character, and that character is on some kind of a journey, mm-hmm. right? And he's got some zany sidekick. Yeah, and hero's quest. He's, and he's and he's faced with unsurmountable odds whether those odds are some kind of villain that is like larger than life that's so much stronger than him or so much bigger than him but he perseveres and through his perseverance he's the victor and the moral of the story is good always wins over evil right and it's this the, the formula relative. for every Disney movie, right? And the zany sidekicks celebrate with him in the end, and he gets the girl and all that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So there's a formula for all this stuff, but, yeah. you know. You, like, you got to do it from the heart, though. That's the yeah, point. yeah, yeah. You always got to do it from the heart, man. And I was going to say, like, a lot of it is just, you can tell when it's just written for, you know, they want to sell a record because, you know. This, you know, the, the the record studio is writing this for yeah. an, another hit, so they can yeah. make money, right? right. Money, and it's yeah. not coming from the heart. The person performing it isn't even involved in the songwriting. Nope. They just they're to, they're taught how to perform it. Yeah. You know, they're taught how to sing it, or yeah. they're taught how to, you know. Yeah, no, that's true, man. You know, it's crazy the music field how it gets. So from the heart, yeah. yeah. Do you guys just like noodle around with? with riffs or anything when you guys are just hanging out yeah he might have one um i think we do most on our own yeah i think that's how mostly it comes out it's like yeah. he comes up with a riff like or, at his house or he'll come up with a riff at his like house a baseline do you ever come up with a riff and say i like this riff i don't know what i'm gonna do with it let me record it right now so i re- i don't forget yeah. oh yeah and then you just yeah. and then it comes up like six months later that's exactly oh, yeah. Yeah. most we of our songs like yeah. like yeah. Yeah. i'll send him a baseline i'm like this is the next hit yeah. and i'll email it to him and um to be Half of our album started our new ones like that. To be 100, though, but, you know, I love these guys like brothers because at the same time, because we got together in the pandemic, and they also say how a band is like a, a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's times where, you know, like, hey, bro, you know. But the thing is, you know, you got to talk about stuff. You, you can't hold stuff in. You know, you got to be straightforward. And that's why I respect these guys, too, because they know when I'm in a mood or they're in a mood. And, you know, all right, we know whatever, you know. But I think we took notes from all our other bands. Exactly, oh, too, yeah. you know. How yeah. to Just like relationships. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you, learn, you learn from the ones that didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. You know? the valuable lessons. And I think we're applying a lot of well, that. Well, I can tell. I, you know, when I'm around you guys, I can tell that there's... There's a brotherhood and there's a mutual respect. Of course, I can I can feel it. Yeah, you, you know? know, you don't want to yeah. disrespect even past that boundary or anything, you know. But uh, I'm not drifting away from the topic. But uh, that's exactly how we got to writing music. That I would write something and John's going to be straightforward with me, and I would rather have someone be straightforward with me than lie on my face. Sure, but. Like nah, JB. That's, that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. Know, that it. Sounds yeah, like next you know? trash. I, I'm like, that's good. Just you know, <laughs> like shit on him. It's not even like. Fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah, no, just straight yeah. drop it. Yeah, 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 drop it. We're too old, dude. So everyone can see it right here. We're too old to be goofing around, dude. No, but but you never know. Like something that maybe sounds like trash now. Yeah. Maybe end up. Yeah. Oh, we have we have some songs. Few songs in, po- in the pocket. Yeah. And yeah, even in the pocket that we've been messing around with f- since the beginning of the band that don't really see the light of day, but we're still trying. <laughs> we still still, still hanging light. on to it and yeah, yeah. giving it. You know, it's still so, got hope. 
I saw an interview with Slash. Yeah. yeah. And they were asking him how he came up with the riff for Sweet Child of Mine. Mm-hmm. And he said that they were backstage one time at a show and someone was goofing around and he started playing that riff to make it sound like they were in the circus. Mm. You know, it was supposed to be like, you know, like a circus. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, I can hear that. That's crazy. And then it came out later on when they were writing a song and they turned to him and they said, hey, play that riff again that you were playing that, you know. Yeah, that clown. Yeah, and so it ended up in a song eventually but it's like that right where the, yeah. it was just kind of like a trash the the rolling stones i read in high school uh he got the beat for uh satisfaction no satisfaction yeah. that came to him in a dream he woke up half asleep jammed jammed it recorded it and and then went back to sleep woke up and heard that and i mean look where that song yeah, I've heard that story wow, with other dude. musicians. It's the guy with the ukulele, right? That's isn't that how he? That was a, yeah. You're right. Oh yeah, yeah. He's somewhere with the rainbow. rainbow. Yeah. So he yeah. he recorded that in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. He went to the studio and he said, "Just woke up, one and, take." And he yeah. said, "We gotta record it right now. Just one take. Just just let it record." And he did that in one take. And that kind of answers uh, your question. You're asking, like, how do we write songs? I don't know. I think we're open and I think we practice enough and we're, we make ourselves available enough for those ideas. I think like I like in that perfect example is like the idea existed, you know, and it was like there for him to wake up and go do it, go grab it. You know what I mean? And look what it did. And so I think we're kind we practice a lot, you know, like in all our free time. <laughs> Maybe a little too much, but yeah, honestly. Yeah, and, no, there's never too much practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I try to tell them. Uh, you know, <laughs> but we make ourselves. <laughs> 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 oh, I, oh, I love to practice, dude. I love to practice. Damn. Not, not me. That's true, man. But we make ourselves available for those ideas, you know, like yeah. and we're there, you know, and, and, and we play more stuff that will never be a song than good ideas. And, um, oh, that's good. You like that? Yeah, yeah. It's I'm really good. I'm done with my. Actually, there's still a lot in here. I'm oh, yeah. down to catch up beach. with you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. slam that guy. So we're referring to our beers here, by the way. I'm oh, let them know. Beachcomber's Gold Fire from Frogtown yep. Brewing. This Fire. is a beer that Delicious. I collaborated on with them, and we're drinking some other Frogtown here. Phantasmic Punch. Yeah, double hazy IPA. I know. Uh, another nice. one that we're drinking. Sometimes. So if Sometimes. you're here nice and beer's cracking, yeah. it's Frogtown. So shout out Frog to Town. Frogtown yeah. Brewery, one um, of our awesome sponsors great. here inside the Desert Oasis room. Thank you, Frogtown. Yep. So do you guys have um you guys have any musical influences when you write music or just in general? Yeah, uh, I think I'm always like a punk rocker, so I, I have like that somewhere in me. Um, but in sp- specifically like this project, it's like I think a lot of my Motown influences come up in this, and I try to be soulful like that on the bass, yeah. but also aggressive when I need to be. But I would say a lot of it's like the James Jamerson and everything he did on bass and just all those old R&B soul stuff. It's kind of what I try to do. Yeah, and me, I just um, I just try and keep that that straight surf beat, man, with these okay. guys because you know they're doing they're doing a lot. So I I just try and and that's re- really what I really like, and that's what I try to bring to the table is that surf sound. So that really ties it together. But um, it makes it surf. Uh, yeah, it re- yeah, it really does. It really does. But yeah, yeah, man, where could I start, bro? <laughs> Dude, tell us. Grew up off of Elvis. 
Yeah, uh, Elvis, man. Elvis, yeah, bro. Yeah, that was um, an institution. Elvis is... He's the king? He's the king. Yeah. Um, man, there's just so much music. Uh, Elvis, Orbison, Hank Williams, uh, Los Panchos, uh, Vicente Fernandez, when my parents would be cleaning the house. <laughs> um, every every kind of music, man. And um, uh, obviously the Stray Cats with the guitar. The big orange guitar. I love you said Stray Cats. Yeah, Stray Cats. Because it's kind of cool to hate them if you're a rockabilly guy, right? Well, I mean... Every, I've yeah, never listened no. to a song. Uh, I, I, yeah, I grew up on them too, man. Yeah, Me and my so, brother would Here's the thing, man. Like, if there was no Stray Cats, I don't know if there'd be a real revival. Because they were kind of like... The pioneers, yeah, right? yeah they were they were doing true, it man. in like yeah. Yeah. 1980. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> who, who who was it? Um, the Polecats. Okay, but, but they weren't as in, in Europe. The there was like the psychobilly rockabilly yeah. scene on the down down low, like the Flintstones, the yeah. Frantic Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, but then, then, then we're digging deep. Yeah, then the we're played uh, the right bass, but he was a frontman, you know, him too. But yeah, I, I agree with you. With if yeah. it wasn't for the Stray Cats, I don't think it would come back. And to and, and not even specifically the Stray Cats, but Brian Setzer. Yeah, because because see, there was a swing revival because of Brian Setzer oh, too. Yeah, man. Like that dude knows what's cool. Yeah, I actually you know? met uh, I met uh, and I love this drummer. Even though I'm a guitar player, like I said, I love music. I love Buddy Rich. I love Gene Krupa. Yeah, Buddy Rich. Oh uh, man, uh, I can throw on a nice. I forgot the what year that album came out. I want to say like late '60s, but it's like a black cover and the letters are orange. And it's a live album, and there's a there's a song on there. Um, no, I'm sorry, I'm lying. It's a it's like a light Time light. Stamp. It's a light light blue cover, and it's a picture of Buddy, and he's like dark blue. But there's a song called uh, "Wind Machine." I don't know if you ever heard of that one. I don't know that song. When you have a second, I'm listen look to it. it right when right when the song starts, you just hear the the bass drum just boom, and then you know you hear Buddy on that ride, you yeah. know. But um, yeah, bro, I mean. Buddy Rich, anybody, man, whatever you can get influence on, but not going off topic, but that's the thing about Setcher that's cool, though, because uh, uh, you you hear the finger picking, you hear all that stuff. You can hear Django, Reinhardt, yeah. Chad Atkins, you hear all that yeah. good stuff, man, you know. I remember uh, one time I was in a guitar center and they had one of his DVDs or something playing on the TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one of these instructional DVDs. That's the one where I learned how to play guitar, too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah he bro. showed how he holds his pick so that he yeah, can you tuck curl it. it. You, you yeah, tuck it. Yeah, you can tuck it. And that's you can what I do, bro. Pick, right? Yeah, so it's the same, same tape. Yeah, though. man. You know. And uh, and I watched that and I thought, oh, that's dope. And then, and then I remember like in the 90s, like mid 90s, he'd play maybe this was when he was first doing the swing revival stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Dirty Boogie came out. I went and saw him play uh, live at Tower Records in Hollywood. With the orchestra? They, they had a stage outside, yeah, and yeah. and I got a CD signed and everything. That's cool. i never seen him with the orchestra. And then, I, seen cool. him, and then I saw him play at the uh, Orange County Fair. Mm. He played at the fair one time. Mm -hmm. and, and With the Stray Cats? No. Oh, he, no. Played, um, he played with his own band, but, you know, people were... I mean, it was a lively show. And I remember being up kind of by the side of the stage. There was a fence... And it was just too jam-packed in front of the stage, so I kind of went on the side. Yeah. And I kind of felt like I was watching it from, like, stage side, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just remember, like, pulling into the fair and seeing all the old cars and seeing all the rockabillies before I really even knew what rockabilly was yeah. back then. Yeah, And just thinking, man, this dude just knows what's cool, yeah. you know? Yeah, bro. And um, so, you know, I, then I'd hear people diss the Stray Cats, and I'd think, like... 
you know okay what? I know it's cool yeah. I know it's cool to diss like the mainstream yeah. band but you know like they they, nah, they they deserve their props I'm not gonna lie the first time I ever was aware of the Stray Cats like the first first time ever I was I just got out of middle school and all the kids used to meet up at the McDonald's or the Rite Aid right there down the street and the Rite Aid used to sell CDs oh wow and um I remember I walked by and I looked and uh, there was a picture of the Stray Cats. It was the greatest hits one. It's the one where they play uh, Rumble and Brighton in New York. And it's a live one off the NBC radio something. I forgot. But I'm not going to lie. I thought Brian Setzer was a girl, bro. Cause oh, really? I, yeah, bro. <laughs> because, uh, you know, because of the... When he was young yeah, and be, really skinny yeah, and the big pompadour. It's like that... Fox, I could see what you're talking about. It wasn't a pompadour, though. It was more like a, that... Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. The yeah. flock of seagulls. No, for real, because yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. it was teased or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spray and <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, so that was he was using like, Aquanet. Like, <laughs> I didn't think that's what a greaser looked like too, because like <laughs> that's, not yeah, yeah, that's not grease. That's not grease. That's a No, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, seeing Elvis movies, like I said, how I got into Elvis as a kid from my grandpa, seeing Elvis or Marlon Brando and the Wild Ones, you know. That, I, I thought that was yeah. the definition of a greaser, you know? And then I saw Brian Setzer, and I'm like, oh. But once I heard him play guitar, I was like, I'll shut the fuck up. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man, because it's like, I don't know, it's like Chet Atkins on steroids or something. That's right, the way right. I see it, you know? Because you can hear James Burden, too, Ricky Nelson's guitar player, and Elvis's, uh, Chet, Eddie Cochran, his main influence. That's, that's the man right there, bro, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. All these I want to talk about Elvis for a second, because... When I did was you a like kid. the movie? I'm sorry to cut you off, but did you like the movie? We're gonna get to that. Um, I, I'm gonna get to <laughs> that. Okay. I, I, I so, <laughs> so when I was a kid, my dad was a huge Elvis fan. Mm. Huge, like he's he dressed like him. Cool. You know, he had the same hairstyle. Yeah. He had the same clothes. He had all his records. He had all his movies. That's cool. Everything was centered around Elvis. Yeah. Everything. It's That's all he listened to on the radio. Yeah. And as a young kid, like. It was, I was like this, I was like. This fucking song again. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, like I was no, kind man. of, I wasn't anti-Elvis, but whatever my dad liked wasn't cool to me. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. I thought I was cooler than my dad. We all did at you a know? certain point. Right? But then my dad listened to like all the cool shit, right? Yeah. And, you know, and then uh, it wasn't until later that I started to really appreciate Holy shit, Elvis is fucking cool, right? You start yeah. seeing the, f the photos of him with his giant pompadour all greased back, mm. standing in front of his Cadillac collection. Yeah. He was like 20 in that picture or something. Yeah. He was like a kid. He's the American dream, man. You yeah. Know, coming from nothing Kinda. to something. And yeah, and like, yeah, I was poor. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, like, it, I started to really appreciate who he was. And then I started to think like, damn dad knew it was up right and then I started to really love Elvis <laughs> yeah. you know my dad passed away like 12 years ago Sorry and it that. was thank you and and it was it was like not not to like sound insensitive to my dad because I did love my dad and I think no. about him all the time yeah there you go and I miss my dad and he visits me in my dreams right so that's cool nice. and I love that's my cool. pops right yeah, so that's cool man. but I just do remember like when he passed, I remember thinking, like, what happened to his Elvis collection? Oh, <laughs> where did that go? Where's his Elvis collection? So, anyway. Did he um, have Sun Records, too? I don't remember, because I was too young to really yeah, kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of care, you know. But that's how you got into surf, too, isn't it? 
Yeah, a lot of it, how I got into surf was from my dad. Yeah. Cool. So, because he had like Jan and Dean records. Like, he had all the old stuff, right? Oh, um, cool. Like, even the really obscure, more obscure bands. Like, he had the Ventures stuff, and he yeah, had like Jan yeah, and yeah. Dean, and then he had, I don't know, Jan and Dean's kind of like Beach Boys, I know. Like, the surf people are rolling over. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, he had stuff from like the Shantays and like, you know, like real surf bands. Yeah. And um, he had all the old stuff, right? Because that was his time, yeah. you know. Like that was his modern music. It's yeah. all vintage stuff to us now. Yeah. So anyway, like really digging on the Elvis stuff. When it was his birthday, I'd always buy him like a box set, like Live from Hawaii That's or cool. Comeback Special or whatever. Best one, best one, man. That's and he'd be like, "Where are you finding these DVDs?" And I tell him like, "Oh, I got a source." And it was just the Tower Records. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know a guy. I got a guy. Yeah, yeah. I got a guy. So, I know a guy. So, uh, and he was he was loving those. So anyway, this Elvis movie comes out, and um, and I know a lot about Elvis because my dad would not stop talking about Elvis. That's how my grandpa was. So it was always trivia. He yeah. would always share trivia with me. Mm-hmm. Did you know he had a twin brother that died at birth? Mm-hmm. Did you know like yeah, he I was yeah. always like that oh, with my spot, dad, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we go to watch the movie, and I'm and things are happening. I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. And I'm with my wife, right? And she's leaning in, and she's asking me like, oh, what? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that really happened. <laughs> and then and then there's the scene, right, where he first comes out on stage. Yeah. And he does that at the. Um, uh, what was that? That first. Uh, uh, I, I, want, I believe it was the Louisiana Hayride. The Louisiana Hayride. That's yeah. it. So yeah. he he comes out, and. The girls start screaming, yeah. right? And they're looking at him, right? They have that look, right? Yeah. Where they're like, and they're opening their eyes and yeah. opening their mouth. Yeah. And then they just start screaming, like, yeah. because they're just freaking out. They've because never they're, seen. They're, you're, they're used to Ernest Tubb, Hank, uh, right. Hank Snow. Hank Snow. Pardon me. Right, you know, right, right. The same thing. And I love Elvis's version of that song better. Yeah, bro. Because he made it better. So <laughs> anyway. In Kentucky, too. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. like, I look over at my wife. Uh. And she's got that fucking look on her face. She's like looking at the screen. I, and she's uh, like, she's, she's got that like look. And I'm, yeah, I'm so yeah, I look at her and yeah, I look at the screen. Yeah, yeah, and I look at her. Yeah, like, look babe, at we need a refill yeah. on the soda right here. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, son of a bitch. And then I tap her knee. <laughs> yeah. And I tap her she's knee. Like, and like, I, stop it. Huh? No, no, I, I tap her knee and I said, you know how you look like right now, right? You look at his girlfriend. Yeah, bro. And she's like, He's so fucking cool. Yeah. She's because he's wearing like a pink suit. Yeah. And like who does that, right? Yeah, like bro. It like, was new at the time, you know. It was just My lady and cuz I went to see the movie with my lady and uh, my mother-in-law. And uh same thing just like you described it too. <laughs> so it was funny though because you know, my I love it. Seeing my mother-in-law too, bro, when he sings the If I Can Dream in the 68 Comeback Special, yeah. my mother-in-law is just glued to the screen, bro, and I'm like, "Holy shit." But that's what's cool, though. His yeah. music, man, was, you know. And I will say, Austin Butler nailed, nailed that. He nailed it. Mm, you you know don't what? think? I, I think so, man, because there hasn't been anybody else except Bruce Campbell. I think Bruce Campbell and uh, Bubba Hotep. I don't know if you've seen that. It was I funny. Haven't. But um, Austin Butler, hands down, man. I, Dude, I thought. The I, way he talks, the way he walks, he nailed everything. Because he still he, talks like him. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like, he said, "Oh, I'm having a hard time." He'd say it in interviews, yeah. "I'm having a hard time," like because he's a method actor, I guess. Yeah, no, he's he's so he became Elvis, mm-hmm. and he he learned to talk like him, sing like him, dance like him. Yeah. And um, halfway through the movie, 
I mean, the movie wasn't even done yet. Halfway through the movie, I said out loud, this dude better win an Oscar for this performance. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. I hope he does, man. A I hope he people. does, too. Yeah, man. Well, Rami Malek won an Oscar for, for Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And he embodied that role, yeah. right? And I think that Austin Butler did the exact same thing. Especially that you know so much about the man, too. You know, like growing yeah. up, the, you know, the, the gestures, the hand things, everything. Even, like, when you hear him trying to sing, uh, you know, uh, like you said, in the pink suit, Baby Let's Play House, you know? Yeah. I think it's that one or yeah, it is. It's yeah. that's it's Baby Let's Play House, and uh, it's just like, dude, there's or like that one video too when he's doing the test run. I don't know if you've seen it. He's yeah, playing that's all right, Mama, but he's wearing the pink suit, dude. And there's times where when he goes deep, yeah, you're like holy shit, you don't know if it's Elvis or <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is how yeah. this is how well he played that role. Yeah. So in the end, when they showed the real clip of Elvis oh, yeah. singing Unchained Man. Melody, I'm right? I'm not gonna lie, bro, I cried. Right, I cried. Right. So like, like when that came on. My wife leaned to me and she said, "Is that really Elvis, or is that still, is that still Austin Butler?" Like, yeah. it, he played it so well that when the real Elvis came on, we were like, "I don't know, I think that's real Elvis." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't like really know one hundred percent because yeah. Austin played it so well. Yeah, bro. The one scene that where I got like that was um, when they're doing uh, that one scene where they're showing him filming the movies. And then yeah. uh, it goes to a little less conversation where Elvis is walking around the yeah. pool in the turtleneck. Yeah. That's where I was like, holy shit, which. Right, right. Yeah, bro. Right. It's crazy, though, you know? But right. Good movie, though. I digged it, though, man. I good movie. Oh, awesome yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 I thought it was all right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who, um, I, really, I really like the guy that played him in uh, True Romance. Who was that, who was that guy? Yeah. Who was that guy? <laughs> Well, he's the only Elvis that was endorsed by the family. Oh, was it really? Yeah, because the family said, and Priscilla said, you know what? The one thing that drives me crazy about Elvis impersonators is they always do the thank you very much, thank you, thank you very like much. Like a joke. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Like it's a, like he's a character. Yeah. You know? oh. And she said that Austin didn't do that kind of stuff. Like he actually tried to embrace the person. It, yes. You know, yeah. How humble he was, generous he was yeah. too. You know, you see it, man, and it's crazy. It's that's when, it, that's when I think an actor, like even Joaquin Phoenix, even though he doesn't look like Johnny Cash either, you know, I think he still embraced like you know. Yeah. I can picture Jr. Banging of you know a hammer on you know like seven o'clock in the morning you know because of all the drugs and stuff but he nailed how John was too you know but uh, there's some actors that just nail it spot on and some that uh, you know yeah but I think he did a yeah. great job man yeah. yeah I agree with you yeah yeah, yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> if you I got a question for you though my boy um. Favorite Elvis song? Which one is your hands down? Oh, that's tough. Um, shoot, that's tough. Milo, what's your favorite Elvis song? I want to say um, three, two. No, I don't know, man. You know, that's I tough. Yeah, do, that's like, really tough. We talked about the fool such as I. Yeah. That Hank's that was Hank Snow's yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do love the way Elvis sings that. Yeah. Um, and then I love the stuff that he did for Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii too. Yeah, he oh. did a lot of um, 
Hawaiian songs, yeah. like he did the Hawaiian Hawaiian like, wedding song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we covered yeah. one of those songs, right? Oh, did you? Yes, Pocket Full of Rainbows. Uh, from uh, GI Blues, I think it is. Oh, it's so that's it a great album. And then um, I think it's GI Blues. Yeah, you know, yeah. and here's the thing: like, you know, a, a, a lot of his movies are kind of lampooned. Yeah. But I liked a lot. I liked, you know, like Fun in Acapulco. Yeah. Like the little the little Mexican kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty. <laughs> that cool, acted yeah. as his manager. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, cool. And I liked the song too, like you know, Fun in Acapulco. Yeah, man. Um, Love Me Tender was full of drama. Yeah. You ever seen that one? Uh, I did. I, I remember watching it as a kid. Yeah. Like all yeah. the brothers just like take turns with a one girl, and then they all like dead in the ar- in the in the army, and then they come back. But then was that the Elvis one where picked it up? Was already. it Love Me Tender the movie where he lost his voice, and then in the end he Jailhouse he gets Rock. it back? Oh, was it Jailhouse Rock? Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Love Me Tender was like a Civil War movie, right. and uh, his brother's wife he went away to the war. He <laughs> thought he died, and then Elvis so, swooped it up. And then he showed he really up, came like, he was already like, with Alvin, Harper, and Elvis is just right there, like on the porch, like a little teenager, just like come out on lifetime. Love yeah. me tender, dude, the best song ever. You know, I used to say that I I liked all his early stuff, like all his '50s stuff, but then now I think about like a lot of the songs that came out during the movies that he made. Oh, I liked a lot of those too. Yeah. And then I liked I liked what he did in the '70s. Oh. The, the thing about Elvis is he was always cool even when he wasn't cool so yeah. like he was cool you know in the 50s he was cool in the 60s even when he was fat in the 70s yeah. he was fucking cool like yeah, that, <laughs> evil evil tried to dress like him you oh, know of course yeah. man well he was thick <laughs> damn boy <laughs> yeah no thick, thick. it's true because I remember growing up too he was still Elvis yeah I, I only like Elvis from the 50s I only thought that one was cool but then once you get older you start appreciating different things yeah and then uh, I started hearing like the 60s stuff like some of the movies soundtracks you'll find some good ones and then at the end you can tell you all yeah. the crap bro yeah. singing Old MacDonald had a farm oh I didn't hear that one it's trash you know but um you know that scene in the movie uh-huh. when Colonel Parker's in the hospital yeah and Elvis shows up in this like red or maroon kind of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 70s like yeah. it wasn't a jumpsuit but he had the the jacket and the he glasses. had the big glasses <laughs> yeah. and the sideburns it was the tracksuit and <laughs> he walked he walked in like in the hallway right to yeah. go see the colonel yeah and when he popped up on the big screen like that I looked at, I turned to my wife and I go, look at that player, man. He's a pimp, man. Look at that player. I'm like, look at that motherfucker, man. He's uh, fly. Hear, hear that baseline from the Temptations. <laughs> yeah. uh, Talking about, we're, we're caught in a trap. <laughs> he yeah. is fly. Oh, but I, I looked at that and I thought, damn, homeboy had style, right? Like, yeah, even in the 70s, it, he was he didn't like. do it for like, oh, I'm going to start a new fashion too. Or like, you know. He wore whatever the hell. He that's just who he was. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah that so. was cool though, man. Yeah. Yeah, he was cool when he was young. He was cool when he was old. Well, as old as he got. Yeah. Was cool 40, when he was skinny. Cool when he was. Forty-three, huh? Yeah, something like that. Forty-two. 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 Yeah, I think. That's. Cool, cool when he was skinny. Cool when he was fat. Cool when he was alive. Cool when he was dead. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. always been cool. Especially in the seventies, like there's this. Uh, he sings a Tony Bennett song. Yeah. Uh, Rags to Riches, the the opening song for Goodfellas. But uh, him, especially with his voice, especially when it got into the 70s, was so like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like opera music, he, the way he was able to project his voice and to be 
a hundred with you. My favorite Elvis song from the seventies is one of the outtakes, but it's hurt when he recorded everything in the jungle room before he croaked. Because, you know, everything with like the divorce and all that stuff with Priscilla, you can hear it and feel it. Just like how you heard him sing That's Alright Mama. Wow. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Just that feel, you know, yeah. just singing back to my point with the heart, you know. Love it. Yeah. Man. Love it. Can you tell we love Elvis? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, Let's yeah. change the topic here, yeah. man. What are we going to talk about? Peanut butter banana sandwiches. Oh, dude. Yeah. Make, uh, my son would, when he was little, he'd ask me, Dad, can you make me an Elvis sandwich? Oh, those are good. Oh, so, those are nice. But see, I don't know how if this is how Elvis did it, but we we I do peanut butter and banana correct and then butter the outside and I pan toast it yes yeah. oh, I, he, yeah, had like have, he had to a grilled cheese sandwich he had to Alice had to have done it like that yeah, yeah yeah there's no, no other way no wonder he wasn't eating too, it cold man I heard he wasn't uh, eating it cold I heard his Bro. maid break it down like that one time I believe was oh, that how they did it yeah she was interviewed in like some ABC thing when they like toured Graceland a long time ago mm. yeah I didn't make that up it was I, I learned it from somewhere yeah and my son was like dad can have it I'm like she was well, the one that diabetes. Like, <laughs> 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 I can't breathe <laughs> I can't breathe that's crazy though man that's cool oh man so I got a question for you guys yeah, yeah. Your, your audience probably knows you for the music you guys play do you guys have any Surprises for them? Any guilty pleasures? What do you listen to outside of the stage that maybe people wouldn't expect from you guys? Uh, well, I actually am in a, it's like a rockabilly honky tonk band called the Tone Slingers. Okay. So that's like totally different from what I'm doing. And that's exactly why I wanted to pick it up is because I did punk drums and then I did, you know, I'm doing the surf thing, but I was like, I've never done rockabilly honky tonk before so I, I i do that and like that's it's a totally different ballpark than what, but what are you now. what else are you listening to outside of that are you listening to like wu-tang he look i'll say mm. gangster rap all this i song. love yeah. 90s hip-hop yeah. oh the 90s, 90s hip-hop hip is no, my yeah. thing but you know what Grace like 93 Tupac. was the best year and you know what oh, i i, I so your doggy style came out but you know what though uh the east I, uh, the west the coast of all time. ever the west coast <laughs> hip-hop i mean it, it was good Super. and i like it but i i was east coast man oh yeah, uh, yeah biggie um, Black Moon. There, there's, a, there's a lot of people wow. that I can just about, go down. There's a problem right here. Yeah, Wu Tang was good, but there, there's better people than that. Yeah, there's a lot of better people. But yeah, man, Gangstar. I love yeah. hip hop. Uh, Frank Sinatra. I listen to him. I all like, I like the all time. the standards. We all do. Like we yeah. all quote them, oh, yeah, and yeah, we we love them. Yeah, we love that's them. That's how we converse to each stuff. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah we talk stuff. I also like. Dude, there's a lot. So like, freestyle from the '80s, you know, like expose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's my sister, man. That's my yeah, sister. All that stuff, and then all the electro stuff too, like Egyptian mm. Lover. Oh yeah, you know, like all that stuff too. Do do Egypt, do do Egypt, Egypt, do 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 do. Yeah, what are some of the? What was one of the lines that uh, one of his songs? Uh, Dial a freak. You know the song Dial a freak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Here I, I am, need someone. mind so blue. Freaks on my mind, I don't know what to do. Shall I sit here or shall I call up a freak? 
to drive me up. Oh, the wall. oh, oh there we go. And there I'll drink, there and I'll we drink go. to that. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard it. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know that one. Under the stars at Venice Beach. Those are my uh, student. In oh, the he's glowing, I'll ladies teach. and gentlemen. He's glowing. <laughs> yeah, he's glowing. Right now. Don't drop the mic, my brother. All right, all right. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just started something new on the mm-hmm. podcast. All right. What about you guys? What about you, Johnny? Um. Uh, <sighs> I mean, anything open that, another frog tongue? Ooh, yeah, just like that, just like that. Anything that has a beat, man. No, like, 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 what would somebody? What do you listen to that nobody would expect? Like a guilty pleasure. That's what he. Like some shit that you don't want nobody to know that you I, listen. I listen to, to a lot of eighties music too. So I like. I don't know. Like '80s music, like Hall and Oates. Dude, I listen Oates, to yeah. everything, dude. My, Me too. My yeah. oldest son, yeah. he listens to like '80s Japanese pop music. I love that shit. I listen I don't to it know all the time. 80s dude. Japanese pop. Oh, music. dude, I got some bangers on my phone. Oh, and I, I listen to <laughs> yeah, every and song, anything, that, dude. That one song that you showed me, though, they do like an old. Oh, Sukiyaki, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, Even that's a banger, though? dude. Even though I don't understand the language, though, man. At a one point, me and my son both could recite it like as he did, but I got to listen to it. It's, <laughs> it's just like an old standard song, you know? Yo. <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> you're out of tune. You yeah, yeah. Tune what, what key is that? Let's turn it into karaoke night here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside here the desert oasis. Here we go. Sukiyaki. You guys uh, should cover that. Maybe you oh, should. I've been telling these guys, dude. Uh, we do, we do thing. I tell them. We do cover off the wall covers, man. We we. That's our goal. Obscure, yeah. Random songs, dude. That's what it's all about. Yeah. We do um, like we, what? Uh, be my baby. Me. Sabora me. Yeah. Two different songs, but yeah. Yeah, and be my baby. Okay. Yeah, that was um, one of the first ones. Yeah. What's another one? Uh, uh, don't let me be misunderstood. Yeah. The animals version, but the Nina Simone song. What's the weirdest one? Um. Uh, For me, it was uh the Misfits one. Some kind of some, hate. Yeah. Some, some kind, kind of hate. hate but we. I thought you were gonna say some kind of wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of hate, but then we turned it into <laughs> some kind of surf. <laughs> no, it, it was some just legal. weird because. Like I said, I, I grew up on the old school music, and they're the ones that brought in the punk. And they're like, "Come on, JB, let's do a Misfits song." I'm like, "No, let's do a Misfits." Oh, and, and of course, yeah. wait, wait, wait. And of course, he he, you kind of knew the song already. He kind of knew what it was. To That's it the standard. You know? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. My, standard. My brother used to listen. Misfits. He was this the one. is a relationship. This yeah. should yeah. compromise, right? Should oh, be yeah. part of that. Oh, it is, man. <laughs> we do, we do out. We cover, bro. I don't know. We cover all the songs, man. Just one, bro. No, no, no. Two, two, bro. Throw them all out. Harbor Lights. We we also cover that song at you, Billy Jean. Oh, you know what? Hey, you know what? Dude, I'm dude, down, bro. Dude. You know what? I'm down, bro. Oh, are you gonna do it? I'm down, bro. Oh, I'm not down. Dude. Oh, why not, bro? Uh, I got a, we got, a we got others in line. Yeah, we got others in line. Yeah, we will put that at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We there's there's an order here. That's hilarious. No, but I listen. If anybody knows me or has been in the car with me, I shuffle my music yeah. and, and it's it, all over the world. You don't know where. Yeah. Yes, I'm the same I'm way. Yeah. Same I'm here. the same way. I think the only thing that I can't really listen to is classical music. What? Oh, see, Are I listen serious? to like uh, I, I even can, collect man, a, I uh, some records of like uh, movie scores. I love that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, old Godzilla movie scores. My son's a Godzilla fan. I guess it depends the on the classical music. I have a hard time like getting into. But Are you serious, bro? I'm serious. Violins. And, but you know what? I really, really love, uh, and you guys will probably hate me for this because I always get shit for this. 
I love reggae music. <laughs> no, I love reggae, dude. <laughs> yeah, reggae. Yeah, I love uh, reggae, I love rock steady, old stuff. Yeah, new rock stuff, steady, dance yeah, hall. Yeah, but yeah. the forty fives there, like, but the they're rock steady. They're rock. That's rock yeah. steady. Yeah. You know. That, yeah, I love I love reggae, and then I love, and then I, this is gonna this maybe this is what's gonna make you guys hate me. Guilty I love Hawaiian yeah. reggae. They call it Hawaiian. Okay. Never Jawaiian. heard. It. No, never it's heard. Hawaiian style yeah. reggae. Yeah. So it's basically, so in Hawaii they don't really have their own style of music these days yeah. right there's there's old hapahali music hapahali, there's yeah. traditional hawaiian music so they've kind of adopted reggae music as island music yeah and then they've put their own spin on it by using hawaiian instruments like yeah. oh, yeah. That's and, how you gotta and do it their lap style steals and yeah lap steals stuff, and their yeah. style of their yeah. style of of singing is different than like the jamaican style yeah right? yeah yeah so um I really like that style of music. Whenever Check I go to the islands, that's all I listen to because that's what everybody listens to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, a lot of the artists tour here on the mainland, and I, I see them every once in a while whenever they come out. So. That's cool, man. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we'll check I got to check it out for yeah. sure, man. Yeah, that's a genre I have not heard, but I will yeah, check it out. Yeah, That's cool, though. So I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about your guys' new CD. Yeah, it's going to be a vinyl. It's going to be a vinyl. Because... If our listeners don't already know, you guys just released it like last week, right? Yes, yeah, one last week, week ago yesterday. One week ago yesterday. Yeah. All right, so let's yeah. talk about the new CD. Tell me about the music that's on there. What's the style? Is it is it that heavy surf that you guys normally play? Yeah, uh, I think it's it's us. It's uh, it's the rockabilly. It's we're trying the to sound punk, surf. Sure. There's some punky stuff. I was going through like a dark wave phase through like a lot of the writing of that stuff. Like, okay. So there's a lot of that on my bass. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's what we bring to the table as, you know, the three of us. It's like, what we've been yeah, bringing to the table. It's yeah, what yeah. we do. Um, yeah, pretty proud of it. It's called uh, Lolo A Go Go. Um, okay. We just uh, signed with uh, Missing Fink Records yeah. on that. So. Uh, there will be a vinyl uh, maybe next year we don't have a timetable yet but eventually it will be out on vinyl on uh, Missing Fink um, and they've released stuff from some of the greats Messer Chops yeah, Ghastly Ones Ghastly Ones Tons we actually, so we actually got Dave Dave Klein to play organ on this yeah album. he plays oh, organ oh you're kidding me mm-hmm. he plays yeah. organ on like four songs and they're all coincidentally in order yeah. um, oh I love that so he plays we do Elvis cover we do uh, Pocket Full of Rainbows love it and yeah. that song is blowing up right now funny story though, street, yeah, on the street. it was funny though because I remember one time um, Dave sent us his tracks and uh, I was listening to the song and I was on my way home from work and if you hear in the beginning, you know, you hear John come in with the bass line, and then you hear Milo come in, and then you hear the organ. But the way how we played that song is I came in with the guitar right when uh, Milo would come in, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, we come in together. Or no, right when the organ starts, that's where I would come in with the guitar. And I just remember, I was just listening to the music, and I go, you know what would be so cool? If we take out the guitar for the, those couple measures and just have the organ by itself so we can have love like, that to build have, up. Um, it's a build I don't know if you ever heard of that album with Elvis but um, it's the one where he plays in Nashville uh, it's uh, it's after the 68 comeback special I think it's like 1969 but it's a picture of him from the 68 comeback special all black with the red guitar and the people are standing behind him and everything mm-hmm. 
but that's when he played in Nashville and you hear the organ a lot like you hear it's like a lot of organ in that album and that's the first thing I thought of I go oh, I love I'm, gonna that. Cu- I'm gonna cut the guitar and just leave the organ in there because yeah. it just so Dave cool. of course was in the Gasly once the organ yeah. player and the yeah. Bomboras he was their drummer yeah. the okay. yeah so for our listeners that don't know the Gasly ones played they were a surf band that played like heavy surf in the 90s and yeah. they had a an opening song very man. like horror horror because yeah. uh, that spooky horror creepy yeah. spooky surf I spooky surf because uh, I believe one of the guys is a uh, that's what he does he's built the gremlins he worked for Rick Baker he's like created well, prop design part of why the, the band split up is one of the guys moved to Atlanta to work on The Walking Dead Oh, no yeah, way. yeah, that's him. Man. When, uh, I followed him Cabrera, when it first started, name, yeah. he moved out there yeah. because he got a job as a makeup artist from Walking Dead. No shit. And yeah, they're yeah, still no, going on. Cabrera's still yeah. out there, though, right? <laughs> and they're still making oh, shows. He's the one that does all the props, I thought. He's oh, the one I, 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know who's the one that moved out there. I don't think it was normal. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah, actually, I think there was a couple of Could them. Could be that wrong. That. I don't know, but I, someone will correct us. Just put mm-hmm. it down in the yeah, comments. Yeah, just make sure you Appreciate send. Yeah, it. send that comment so you know. <laughs> put it down in the comments. Yeah. And, and sorry, and Dave, I blacked out. Fact check. <laughs> Here's the thing: is like, and I know Dave. I don't yeah, know yeah. him very well, but I know him enough to like I could ask him. But we're not going to bother him. Yeah. And then I have all these surf friends. No, 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 no. Let's bother him. Let's call him up. Yeah, get him on the line. He's going to kill me for not knowing this stuff but you know um yeah yeah so so did you guys all write music for this cd yeah yeah Um, we actually did uh actually the only one time that me and jb actually wrote a song together was uh is a song called joe boo but um other than that it's always these guys you know doing it together and then i'll fill in for it you know i'll bring what I got to the table and but it was actually me on that one song me and him that actually John started to practice and oh, then here we go up one goes, time I don't make it a yeah, yeah, the one, and then we're making one hits making he doesn't yeah, yeah, come on man. yeah and then um, it just came out of nowhere man that, and that's the cool thing too like I remember when we started in the pandemic this is one thing that I love about the group excuse me but when we first started I remember the guys would always come over if anything it would be John first John would come over and you Obviously, we couldn't do shit during the pandemic. He'd come over and he'd give me a bass line or give him a guitar line, and boom, we'd write uh, Metamorphosis off our first album. And then Translucent, you know, but the blueprints, you know, obviously yeah. they changed over yeah. time. Yeah. That was a cool thing because every time we met up, one day out of the week, first week, come one up, song. Yeah, one and song, then another remember? song. And then, we and then we're it. just pumping out songs. And then next month, you know. Come in with another song. When you guys do that, are you recording? You recording these? Yeah, I, rec- I have it all on my phone. I have yeah. it all document. I have like the early, oh, early. Oh, you don't want to hear those. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. I do want to hear them. I listen yeah. to them from time to time. Yeah. Because so, here's the thing. Like, yeah. I'm a fan of you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Love your music, and I think you guys too. Like, it's not just the music, man. I mean, it's the it's you guys too, man. I oh guys, yeah. Man. Thanks, man. You know, like, I feel like I haven't known you very long, but I feel like I've we've been friends, friends for a while. Yeah. You know? yeah. And like, yeah. Seen a lot uh, of each other. Salute. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. And that means a lot to me. So cheers. It means a lot to us, man. So. Especially you letting us in the, the Desert Oasis, man. Of course, man. You yeah, guys are right. always welcome here. And I want to throw a couple things out before we wrap this up. So, okay. number one, are you guys doing some kind of a CD release event for your new CD? 
Not exactly. No. We haven't. No, we haven't planned anything. Uh, we should talk about that. Yeah, let's if do we it. could do something in conjunction with Desert Oasis Room. Yeah, I'd love Definitely. to do that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get a, a Nate involved. He was talking about. Yeah, we could too. talk yeah. to him, um, yeah. or we can even talk to our friends at Frogtown. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. you know, like I, uh, I, we could use the brewery. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, and I've got some time. ideas for a Christmas event. So oh, yeah. let's let's nice. see if we can make something work. Yeah. So that's yeah. one thing. The second thing is, do we I have to? I'm sorry, but do we have to play a Christmas song? Do you know a Christmas song? Mariah Carey. Oh, don't you <laughs> yeah. dare, bro. Don't you? That would be an awesome cover, man. Uh, you were talking about off-the-wall covers, right? Just like, yeah. just, just like the real one. <laughs> Can we do like a Bring, do it again. A Bring Crosby do it again. song or something, bro? Do it again. Come on. Some Nat King Cole or something? Yeah, Nat King Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Chestnuts yeah. roasting by oh, the classics. Those Frank's are classics. Jingle Bells. That's the and, oh, hey, let me just tell you that too, because my mom is a huge Frank Sinatra yeah, fan. Bro, every Christmas, see, oh dude, last Christmas, every Christmas, last Christmas, last Christmas. I gave you my heart. Blue Christmas, <laughs> blue Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'll take blue Christmas. Yeah, but uh, every Christmas, man, uh, it's la have a blue. Oh, he's all warmed up, ladies and gentlemen. He's on fire. Yeah. 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 Hit the lights. Hit the lights. La have a blue. Yeah, wow. yeah. So yeah, well, let's talk about that offline, and then I'd love to invite you guys to record a music video here. Oh, we would be oh, honored. Yeah. Yeah. We be know awesome. the perfect song, awesome, bro. Uh, Champagne problems. It's like our one ballad on the on the album. Oh, the one ballad. is that a new song? Yeah, champagne it's problems. I thought he was problem. gonna say champagne wishes and caviar dreams. That's on the next album. Champagne and reefer. Champagne and reefer. Muddy waters. Awesome. But uh, no, uh, Champagne Problems, it would be the perfect chill song here. Yeah, we kind of have some I'm ideas. Yeah. Or Green Smooth. It's, an old, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an old song, but it's an oldie but goodie. Yeah, yeah we, we have some ideas we'll for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so we're going to do some stuff together. So for all of our listeners out there, keep an eye out. You'll see something soon. And um, I just want to say thanks one, one more time, you guys, for... Thank you. Coming Thank down you to the Desert Oasis. Frog Town, delicious frog yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the Frogtown beers. Hospitality. Yep. And if people want to find your CD, where can we send them? YouTube, Google, Spotify is yeah, any streaming platform, digital. And we are gonna make a vinyl with Missing Think Records, but it's just gonna take some time. But you okay. will see it on their, you know, yeah, uh, Instagram. Instagram is our main source of yeah. uh, anything. You can find us, contact us or on David there. Klein, you know. Okay. Yeah, really. He's the man. So. so we'll direct everybody to check out your Instagram at Los Pacalolos with a K. Yep. Pacalolo, like the reefer that you get Paca in Hawaii. Pacalolo. Pacalolo. And you guys got a it's website? It's uh, yeah, we do, but we just uh, Instagram is where the best place yeah, to, to find anything. That's the quickest response. Yeah, if you want to book sure. shows with us or if you want latest to, content, everything's on there. Right, right, all that to catch us. Yeah. All, right, all good. And if you guys look at the description below, I'll put the links down there as well. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Inside the Desert Oasis Room. If you guys want to follow us, we're on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. I also have at Desert Oasis Room. I don't really do much with it. That's kind of where I sell my merch. But my main account is at Polynesian Pop. You can find this episode and all previous episodes at DesertOasisRoom.com. And follow us on YouTube. We have a vlog as well, YouTube.com slash Polynesian Pop. We've got a Patreon if you want to help support the podcast, Patreon.com slash Polynesian Pop. 
Until the next time, we're going to bid you guys a cheers and aloha. Aloha. All right.